All right, turn on your recording. Okay, there you go. Okay, so we're beginning Nefeshachim Shardalad, Paragdalad. Just beginning the fourth chapter of Shardalad, we're talking about the idea <coughs> of what is Lishma in Torah. Now, the Nefeshachim had been in Paragdalad and Gimel stressed very much that, that Lishma does not mean that a person gets into sort of a meditative state. That's not that's not what Lishma is all about. Lishma, which the simple translation of Lishma means altruistically to do it only for its own sake, but it does not mean, says the Nefesh Achayim, says Rechaim Velazhin, it does not mean to enter into a meditative state. However, that does not mean that there isn't an emotional connection, there isn't an aspect of entering into Limon HaTorah, getting, getting into Limon HaTorah, being in the right frame of mind. Let's discuss that for a moment. Says an Efshachan, Amen. Vada, di Efsha Loimar, she ain't Sarak with Indian Esekatera, Shum Toyar Hamachara, Hamachaba, the Yuras Hashem Kalim. It would be impossible to say that the study of Torah does not require a certain purity of thought and an approach that includes Yuras Hashem. We'll try to, we'll try to flesh out the idea of what Yuras Hashem exactly means, but Either it means Yeras Hashem means, means in its simplest form means fear of the Rebbeinu fear of heaven, or Yeras perhaps Yera means awe and appreciation for the greatness and the, the, what, what's special about the Rebbeinu You can't say that when we say that you don't and you're not entering into a meditative state, we are not saying that one does not have to have a certain mindset and a certain framework from within which he approaches Torah. Shahare, because it's very obvious, it's explicit. It says, Mishnah Shlema Shanino. We, we learned an entire Mishnah in Perke Elvis that says like this, Im ein yira, if you don't have Yira, if you don't have Yira, whatever this Yira is, let's, let's translate Yira for the time being as awe. Without awe, ein chachmi. it's not possible to enter into the realm of wisdom. It's not possible to grasp the wisdom of the Torah. Va'amru, and the Gemara, the Talmud says further, might have said, what does the Pasuk mean that says, Why is this like an item for sale in the hands of a fool to acquire wisdom when there's no heart involved? Says the Talmud, what does that mean? It's a Pasuk from Mishlei. Woe are those scholars who would think that they can engage in the study of Torah, in Torah study, and the Ein Bahem Yerushalayim, but they have no fear of heaven. They have no understanding that there's a that there's a, that it's within a certain framework that one has to approach Torah. and further in the Medrash it says, says, call me Shahuyodeya, the Ein Anybody who knows who has who has acquired some level of wisdom, has acquired some uh, some aspect of Torah study in his lifetime but he doesn't have a fear of sin. He doesn't have an approach that precludes him from being engaged in sin. He has nothing. The knowledge that he has without an application of how it affects how I behave, how I'm uh, overawed or how I'm, I'm, I relate to reality, it's nothing. The, the, um, the uh, the I think it means the uh, the um, the pastries the 
the sweetness, that what tops off, what decorates the Torah is the Yerashchet, is the person's recognition of his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Hashem, through that Torah. If he, without, without recognizing that there's a relationship with an awesome being, with, a, with one who is a way above us, that's outside any, any sphere of our possible comprehension, of our capabilities of understanding, doesn't understand anything. And in fact, in the introduction to the Zayar, Amar of Shimon Bar Yochai, Shehayira, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the author of the Zohar, writes, Shehayira ihi tira le'ila legab mehem nusa. The Yira, the fear of heaven, the awe of heaven, is the door to the higher spheres, but more so than faith in Hashem, Right? It's uh, it's um, the 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 the. I'm sorry, Lila Lagame Musa is the is the is the door to enter into the higher spheres of true belief, true true faith in Hashem. Va'apkuda da is kaim kol alma, and on this command, on this command, the whole world stand. V'da ikra v'yisayda l'chal shar pekudin da'araisa. This is the underlying foundational principle of all of the commandments of the Torah. Man denotir yura, one who guards, one who has an appreciation of yuras Hashem, of recognition that Hashem is watching over him, that Hashem supervises him, that Hashem is, there's this consequence for his behavior. There's, a, there's one who's watching every step and sustaining every moment and every breath of his life. Natir kula, it's possible for him to be a shamatara mitzvah, he can he can he can he can know all he can guard all the mitzvahs. Loy notir yira, but without yira shamayim, loy notir pakuda araisa. It's not possible to keep the commandments of the Torah. I believe that the the real this reality. This I think this is this is like this. I think the explanation for this is is as follows. The Gemara tells us when Yochanan and Zakkai was on his deathbed, the Gemara brachos says. I think we talked about this Gemara maybe a couple of weeks ago. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai on his deathbed, his Talmudim came to him and said to him, they, they said to him, um, they said to him, they saw that he was crying. So they said to him, Amud Hayamini, the right-hand column, Patisha Chazak, the powerful hammer, Ner Yisrael, the light of the Jewish people, right? Why are you crying? What's wrong? So he says to them, if I would be approaching, if I would be entering in front of a regular king, in front of a, a Melech Basar Adam, in front of a king who is of flesh and blood, don't you think I'd be trembling in my boots? So now I'm about to go and meet the Melech Malchei Amokim, the king of all kings. I'm going to go meet the most supreme being, the awesome, the one who, whose awesomeness is what creates the whole world and sustains the whole world every moment. I'm not going to be crying. I'm not going to be afraid. How, how's that possible? In other words, even if you're not, even if there's no reason, if you have nothing to fear, even if you have nothing to fear, you're afraid. To be in the presence of such power is overawing. It's over. It's 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 just it's it's overwhelming. And then he goes on, and the Talmudim say to him, "Give us a bracha." That right? They tell him, they ask him for a bracha, and he gives them a bracha. Halavai. I wish that it would be that your meira shemayim, that your fear of heaven should could be should be kamera basav adam, like the fear that you have of a human being. So the two students are taken aback. They say, "What? We should have fear of of your shemayim." Like a yuras boss of a dumb, we should only be afraid of heaven like we're afraid of human beings. So Yochum and Zakai says like this. He says, What do you mean? If you would know that somebody was watching you, that somebody could see something that you were doing, would you do something wrong? 
Would you misbehave? Would you behave in a manner that was, that was inappropriate? Of course you wouldn't. You would do only what you're supposed to do. So how much more so, right? If you would just have that feeling that Hashem sees you at every moment, Hashem is watching over you. Hashem can observe everything you do. Do you think you would do anything wrong? This is the idea that you saw over here. If a person is manda nater yira, somebody who guards the mitzvah of yira shamayim, nater kula, you can keep the whole Torah. If you have yira shamayim, if that's the foundation, your approach, your understanding, it's true. We want to come to ava and love and we want everything to be nice and we don't want to be afraid of things, etc. But the reality is, if you understand that there's a consequence for every action, if you're if you're cognizant of the reality that there's somebody watching everything that you're doing, not to kula, then you can guard the whole Torah. But without Yerushalayim, without guarding over, without, without being cognizant of Hashem's presence and Hashem's awesomeness, you're not keeping the Torah because anything that you do to it is only because you want to do it. There's no fear of heaven. There's no... There's no, there's no sense of awe or accomplishment or, or, of, 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 of Hashem's presence in your life. So then whatever you do, you're doing because you want to do it. When you do things because you want to do them, that's not building a relationship with the Rebbe That's what it means when we say, that's, the, that's, that's the, the deeper understanding of what it means. That it says that God Great is a person who fulfilled something because he's commanded to do it than someone who does it altruistically. Doing things altruistically is a wonderful thing. It's great to do things voluntarily and because you want to do them. But at the end of the day, who is telling you to do that? You're telling yourself. It's, it stems from you. Whatever it is, it can't be any bigger than you are. In order for something to be bigger than what you are, it has to come from a source that's bigger than you are. And the moment that source is bigger and greater than what you are, then you automatically, there's an, a sense of awesomeness. There's a sense of fear. There's a sense of trepidation. There's a sense of, oh my goodness, I can't afford to mess up. Somebody's watching me. Somebody's in. And that's what, that's what it means. Manda Nutter, one who follow, who, who guards, Yerav, Yershamayim, Nutter Kula, you have it everything. So even though we said in the previous two chapters that, that, that Lishma is not, has nothing to do with meditation and getting into the right mood, etc. Don't think, says the Nefesh Chaim, that what I'm saying is that Torah doesn't require Yerushalayim, that I'm somehow telling you that Yerushalayim shouldn't be a factor, shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a part of your avodah, of your service of Hashem. It's clear that Torah without Yerushalayim is not Torah. And he's going to prove, go further and say it's more, more, more proofs to this idea. But the Parshas Bahar, and the Majesh on Parshas Bahar, it says, My all Malchus Shemaim, what does it mean that a person has to carry on himself the yoke of heaven? Like a like an ox, just like the ox. If it's carrying that yoke, then it's guided and it goes the places where it's supposed to go. A person that feels the yoke of your Shemayim on him, he goes, he does, falls in the path where he goes. Initially, you have to accept upon yourself an oil, a, a, a yoke, uh, something that's going to guide you, that's going to hold you on the straight and narrow. After you have um, done all that it is that you're that you're supposed to do, right? If you do you do all the avodah you're supposed to do, now you're ready to elevate yourself above it to say that I don't even need the yoke to do to to reach that that level. But without the initial yoke holding you in place, you're not going to be able to accomplish. You're not going to be able to do the avoda, the work that you're supposed to do. 
That's what the Pasuk says. You have to serve the Rebbe Hashem you with Yira, using, using your, your understanding of the awesomeness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? What does it mean, Beira? Kedisa, as it says, states in the Pasuk, Reishis Chachma, the starts, the foundations of Chachma, of wisdom, Yeras Hashem, begin with Yeras Hashem, with recognizing that this is the awesomeness of the Rebbe Hashem, that's Mitzvah, that commands this Torah, and he's the one from whom we're following, and we're doing this because he is, he, he transcends every limitation and every boundary and every possible Musag, every possible understanding that we could ever have. The Alda, that's what it means. If you have this at first, that's everything. Begin to be high aisle, because through this, you can enter into every other phase of holiness, every other phase of recognition of purity, etc. But if you don't find your Shemayim, if you don't access your Shemayim, he'll never reach. You'll never reach that level of higher and higher element of something that's separated and designated on a higher plane because you'll never see anything that's bigger than yourself. It will only be you. You will be the motivator. You will be the decider. You will be the beginning. You will be the end. But if you ha- if you enter into it as this is something that's bigger than myself, this is something more than I could ever be, then you're constantly striving to improve, to grow, to be something bigger than what you ever were before. The Amru Aid and more in this con- on this concept of Yerushalayim on the fact that we're not chas v'shalom, God forbid, saying that there's no idea, that there's no place for Yerushalayim. We're simply saying that the whole focus of who we are is Torah, not Yerushalayim. But we'll see in a moment. It says like this in Avos. Any person that his Yerushat, his fear of sin, his recognition, his trepidation to do something wrong comes before he accesses wisdom such a person, his wisdom will last with him. He'll, he'll be able to, it'll be something that will be everlasting, will be something that will have a kiyum to it. It will have, it will have something, it will have teeth to it. It will have something that will truly change his life. Having Yeras Hashem in place, when I approach the Torah, when I begin with the Torah, that's the main way in which a person can hope to strive to maintain the wisdom of the Torah. Otherwise, the person learns the Torah, and if it works for him, it works for him. If it doesn't work for him, he rejects it. But with Yeras Shemayim, he says, this is bigger than myself. There's no option to reject it. There's no option to look elsewhere. I simply have to, if I don't get it, I got to just plug away and go deeper and deeper until I understand, kind of get some level of understanding. But I know that I can't walk away from it because it's really bigger than I am. As our rabbis teach in the Gemara and Shabbos, Amr Yishlakish, Maitiksev, what's chat in the Pasuk that says like this? There's a Pasuk in the Navi that is used to describe all elements of the Shisha Seder Mishnah. As you know, the Mishnah is divided into six orders, right? Into six different, into six basic uh, areas uh, 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 that, that affect us. And there's a Pasuk that the Gemara brings that indicates these three, six areas. It says, Vahaya emunas itecha. It says, "Vahaya emunas itecha, emunas emuna." The 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 ways it will be in the in the times of faith. Emunas refers to the Gemara says is seder zraim. Itecha in your times is seder moed, which talks about all the yomim tovim. Emunas they say right. Tashiv chashiv sham bazeh pasuk kolashas, and the Gemara goes through every 
every <coughs> every order of the Shishay Sidra Mishnah. Um, and it ends off as, at the end, at the end of that passage, it says, at the end of the day, it says, at the end of the day, even though you have all six orders of the Mishnah, it ends off, Yiras Hashem Hi but that which contains them, that which is the treasure house, the storehouse for all of it, that's Yiras Hashem. Meaning, Yiras Hashem has to come before because if you want to have grains, you want to have riches, you want to have wealth, you want to build something up, you have to have a place to store it all. You have to have, and it's, it's the same idea. We said this a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the concept of makom, of having a place. Everything has to have its place. If something doesn't have a place, if something's out of its place, it can't exist. It, it, it becomes worthless. It, it has no value. That's why we say, that's why we say when, we, when we're when we're Menachem Ovo, we say hamakom yenachem eschem. In, in the place where we are now, in the place where I'm functioning now with the loss that I've just experienced, whatever that loss might be, or we say if a person loses something significant, he loses something very, very expensive, we say to him, Hamakom yemale l'cha Why do we refer to the Rav by the name of Hamakom, the one who is the place? It means in, in, in the place as I see it now, I'm completely lost. Where I am now, I'm, I'm completely out of my depth. My whole paradigm has been shaken up. I can't deal with what, where, where I am. Hamakom, the one who is the real Makom, he should come and, and show you that this is truly your place is within with what with whatever this tragedy is. It's all a part of your Makom. It's about recovering your Makom, recovering your place. The same thing applies to Chachma. If you have Yeretz Hashem, He Oitzara, you need a storehouse to store all the Chachma. And the storehouse for Chachma is Yerushalayim. If you, having Yerushalayim means that I have a that I have a context, I have a I have a paradigm within which to fit my Yerushalayim, to within which to fit my Chachma, my Chachma, my Chachma Satayra. If I don't have that paradigm, I don't have that place to put it all to store it all. Then it becomes overwhelming, and it becomes something that, that that's no longer sort of just spread out, scattered over the fields. And then any wild animal can come and pick it off. It's, it becomes something that I, I can't hold on to. I can't contain it. Yiras Hashem, he The Yiras Hashem, the fear of heaven, the re- recognition of the awesomeness of the Rebbeinu that he is transcendent, that he is above the limited par- uh, understanding that we have. The the um, the 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 the, uh, the, the definitive limitations that we live within, his Chachma transcends all of that. Dima HaKosav is HaTorah L'Rav Tvuos. The Torah, the, the Pasuk is comparing all of the Torah, the wisdom of Torah that a person gains to a multiplicity of grains, a, a huge amount of crops. The Yiras Hashem, this aspect of Yira, which is not, the, the, the Chachma of Torah is the Maisim, is the way I'm supposed to act, the way I'm supposed to behave, the way I'm supposed to think. But Yiras Hashem, that's something that's a separate separate dimension. That contains it all, puts it all into a package, gives it all a paradigm within which to function. That's what we're looking for. All of the multiplicity of grain is contained within it and guarded there. It stays there. It's, it's protected. The Yeras Hashem, that having Yeras Hashem, that's that is the Oitzer, that's the treasure house, that's the silo in which my Torah can be contained. And with that, I can maintain my connection to it, I can have a shaykhus to it, and I'm not going to lose it. But if you don't prepare your silo 
of Yira. You don't prepare your paradigm within which you function, that everything is in within the awesomeness of the Rebbe the unbelievable greatness of the, of the infinite being that we're connecting to through his wisdom. No matter how much Torah I gather in, no matter how much Chachma I gain, no, how much, no matter how much I learn, it's like it's scattered out all over the fields. The Mirmas Regal Asharva Chamor to be trampled by by cattle and by by donkeys. That meaning meaning that the the Shar and the Chamor always represents the physicality of this world. This world's the Chachma of the Torah when it comes in straight direct conflict with with the physicality of this world. Unless there's Yiras Hashem to guard it, to protect it, to shield it from all those things, to maintain. My, my connection to it, I'm going to lose it all. It's going to get trampled, Chas Hashem, by the Shar Hamar. She'ena miskayemas etz klau. Then it can't last. It gets consumed, just because that's exactly what they do. They eat. They eat these things up, right? And that, that's the pshat, is that, that, that the Chachmas HaTorah, which is a Chachma El Yoyna, the, the wisdom of Torah, which is a transcendent wisdom. It's something that comes from above this world. It's something that's, that's, that, trend, that is outside the realm of what we should really be able to understand. It's a miracle that Hashem's Chachma, Hashem's limitless Chachma fits into this confined world. We've talked about that with regard to Moshe Rabbeinu's stutter, etc. That, there's, that, there's, a, that there's, a, there's a principle that Torah is something that's more than this world, and therefore it couldn't be contained in this world. It can't be held on to by what's in this world unless you develop a special oitzer, a special silo, a special treasure house, and that's called Yeres Hashem. That's what it says by this pasta, the following pasta in Shmois Rabbah, it says, We find, sometimes you find a person who studies all the medrashim and halachos and agados, he learns, he learns all of it. He learns Torah and he learns agados. But if he doesn't have Yerashet, if he doesn't have an understanding of, of his, uh, how much he is subject to the Rebbe Hashem and the Rebbe Hashem's will, that person has nothing, no matter how much he's learned, no matter, no matter how much he's gained, without your Shemayim, you can't be that. Mashal um, Adam, right, it's like a person, right, a parable, a parable, the comparative, it's comparative, comparable to a person that says, Right? So somebody comes along and he says, you know, I have a thousand measures of grain. I have a thousand measures of grain. So his friend says to him, Do you have containers to put all your grain into? Do you have sacks to keep it in? Do you have sacks in which you're going to pass it over? Because the Pesach says, It will be hold. The Shisha Sidre Mishnah, the different elements of Mishnah, but Yiras Hashem is the Oitzer, is the storehouse, is the silo into which it all has to fit. If I don't get it into that silo, if I don't get it into its place where it belongs, then ultimately I can't hold on to it and I can't, I can't build myself again. I can't allow that. It will never be able to be something that will be functional for me to allow me to become an ele- more elevated pers- person. So, continues in Hevachachayim. In Parak hey, a little bit, it goes a little bit, it spills over a little bit into the next Parak. Depending on how much, how strong, how, 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 how invested he is in this tremendous storehouse, treasure house, fortress, if you will, 
of Yeras Hashem that a person prepares for himself. Then the Torah that he enters, that he that he accesses, that he puts into that oitzer, that he puts into that storehouse, that he puts into that fortress. How much more will that be guarded by him, protected by him, become a part of him, become very part of his very essence? The mount, however much, however big, and however vast, and however protected. His oitzer is, his storehouse is, his treasury is, that's how much his Torah is going to hold on to. Because a father who gives out grain to his children, when the father hands it out, when the father wants to give dish these things out, so he looks at how much space do you have in your silo, how much room, how big a silo did you build, how strong is your silo, and he gives you as much as you need to fill your silo. But once your silo is full, he's not giving you any more. That's all you're getting. You're getting what fits into your silo. Otherwise, it's just a waste. Even if the father would want to be more generous and he's open to giving you even more, but the child is not open to being that being that recipient. He can't. He doesn't have a place to put it. He doesn't have a place in which to accept it. His, his treasure house is not big enough to hold anything more. It's, it's simply overwhelmed. So now it's impossible for the father to give him more. The father cannot add on to that. And if the child was foolish enough that he didn't even prepare a small silo, the smallest possible treasure house, the smallest possible place in which to contain. He didn't make himself into that recipient, into that into that uh, open receptacle within which something can be placed and not get lost. The father is just going to not give him anything. It's just not. He's just not going to add it. He's simply not going to put it there. That would be wasteful and that would be just torturous. It's like giving somebody something like to, to, to drink and he doesn't have a mouth to drink it. It's like giving a person salt water, right? When he's thirsty, you're, you're giving him something that he really, really wants, but he can't take it into his mouth. It will kill him to, to eat it. He doesn't have an open place to give, to, to place it. He has nowhere to put it. He has nowhere to store it. That is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu functions with us. He is prepared and willing to create a flow of spiritual energy, a shefa of bracha, to create a flow of blessing, a flow that continuously increases upon itself. Down to us, each for each part of Klaiso. Rav Chachmo Bina Yasera, you want tremendous wisdom and understanding. Shatiskayam Etzlam, that he can keep them. Biakashem Aluach Libam will be something that they can bind to the tablets of their heart, it means they can make it a part of their very essence, it can be a part of who they are. It'd be something for them to play with, so to speak. Playing, playing means. Play always means in these types of svarim. Play means something that is an end unto itself. In other words, normally when we when we engage in work, work is a process that leads to a result. Play is the 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 process is the result. There's 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 no there's no development beyond what there is. That's called shashuim. 
That's called like playthings. That's 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 a so Kashbrach gives us Torah, the Torah, the Torah, and the knowledge of Torah Lishtashea Itam to be something that they can toy with, something that can be their end goal, that can be a run, because it says Tzadikim that the that the that the the schar of Olam Haba is Tzadikim Yoshim Atorah Sem Vereshem Venenim Ziv Ashkina. They bask in Hakadosh Baruch Hu's eminence, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's presence. But what is the conduit for that eminence, for that presence? Are the divrei Torah that they have? Those are the playthings. Those are the receptacles that make that Torah resonate with them. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants to give us as much Torah as we can have, so we'll, the Torah will resonate with us in Olam Haba in the world to come in a, in, a, in the most positive way. That they'll come to the world to come and they'll have their their learning in their hands. Without your Hashem, they won't be able to hold on to it. They won't, won't be able to be a part of who they are. It depends on what type of treasure house, what type of fortress did you build to contain that so you can bring it with you. If a person prepared a huge, massive silo in way of your Hashem within which to place all of his Torah, will fill up that treasure house for him. It'll be full of all the Torah that he needs. Depending on how big the treasure house is. But if you don't prepare even the smallest possible place for you to store things, he simply learns Torah because it's gishmak, it's exciting, it's intellectually challenging, but he's not connecting to it with the Yerushalayim, with a sense of all of the awesomeness of Hashem, that this is something that comes from above me, that's beyond me, that's from a different dimension. doesn't allow the Shefa, the, the flowing in of the real Chachma that's going to stay with him. Because it's not going to last with him. That Torah becomes disgusting. That becomes just a pursuit of your own intellectual capabilities, mental gymnastics, and 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 and, and showing off of your capa- of your of your of your your capabilities, which capabilities which aren't even your own, but they're not within the paradigm, within the framework of a Yerushalayim, so you can't bring it with him. Okay, so that we'll, we'll, that's that's we'll come back to discussing this idea further, but that is going to be, but that's the, all the background to Torah Lishma. We still didn't get to the true expression of what Torah Lishma is really all about. We'll try to touch on that next week. Okay, thank you very much everybody for coming. We'll see you next week. Yep.